The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Ross, we're brought to you by the SGPN Big Game Squares Contest. $1,000 prize pool and completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter today. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is February 1st, Wednesday, 1st of February. Exciting month of uh, basketball, or at least for the NBA, it is in the month of February. Here to break down the eight-game schedule on Wednesday. And joining me, you guys know him as a superstar of the show. It's the villains, my brother, Terrell Furman Jr. What's going on, my man? What's going on, Moon Off? It is a great day. It's February 1. A very, very big day in North Carolina ANC history and civil rights history. A very, very big day for us is the day that four ANC students went down to an all-white lunch counter and started the sit-in movement that went across the nation and got college students into the civil rights movement. So really short history lesson, but really, really big day. Super excited. Let's go. It's our Black History Month. Um, it's it's going to be a good month, man. Um, I know it's February. We got Black History Month. We got NBA trade deadline, All-Star Weekend, all that good stuff happening this month. So definitely excited about it. The chat already, already blowing up at Anthony Davis on what he cost a lot of money people or cost a lot of people money last night. I know a lot mm-hmm. of us, especially including myself, had the over nine and a half rebounds for him entering the fourth quarter. Nine rebounds. We get to overtime. The game ends. Anthony Davis finishes with nine rebounds still. There was multiple chances, multiple chances for him to get that 10th rebound. He had the ball in his hands multiple times. Man, just- it was one time. He, <laughs> like, first of all, he had the ball in his hands so many times. He just had to come around with it and he either let the ball go out of bounds, let somebody else get it. But it was one time the best chance he had to get that 10th rebound. And it was a loose ball foul. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that was really annoying. Uh, but, look, overall, yesterday on the pod, I think we – I, th- I want to say we swept our uh, locks yesterday between myself, Delonte, and Scott. I know we were all aligned on uh, the Bucks' first quarter um, against the spread. Shout out to Wes Matthews for getting that cover for us. Also took the team total for the Bucks in the first quarter. Uh, we all needed that last shot for him to uh, get us in the money. Uh, I know he was sitting at four, and then he hit that three. I think he pushed it up to seven. Um, and then I know Delante had uh, the Lakers as his dog yesterday. They get the victory in overtime. Um, and I know I think Scott had a parlay. I completely forgot what it was. Um, and then I had Evan Mobley double-double. That felt a little bit short, but pretty good day on the locks. Hopefully, we can continue that into here on February 1st on the Wednesday schedule for Terrell. But uh, anything that stuck out to you last night from the association? Well, we got a textbook birthday game last night. We cashed the props, all the ladder, all the way through. 
Jalen McDaniels for the Charlotte Hornets had a game and everything I tweeted the play out. So if you're not following me at really real underscore underscore on Twitter, when I'm not on the show, I'll tweet plays out occasionally. And I tweeted the play out as soon as I looked it up and saw it was his birthday because all the numbers and all the stats hit. He had his line was at eight and a half. He had 11 and 21 in two games versus the Bucks this season. He he was coming off five straight games, hitting over that prop. And so 10 plus points was 115. 15 was six to one. It was it was a pretty good day for the birthday props and everybody that's held there. Yeah, I know somebody had mentioned it in the um Discord uh right before we got on the show. I know we didn't mention it on, on the uh on the pod, but I think they were referring to you that you tweeted out just like you clarified here. So I think they cashed with you. Uh yeah, minus one twenty. The yeah. Hornets give the give the Bucks problems too. They do, they really do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, like, look, that first quarter was very, very fortunate uh, for for a lot of us. But sometimes, you know, in in sports betting and in gambling, the ball sometimes falls your way, and uh, more often than not, if he taketh away. Yep. Uh, what else? Anything else from last night, Terrell? Uh, I don't think we had a forty point score last night. Not last night. I know we had one, or we had a couple on. Was it? Was it, it, was, it was eight. So it was like eight days in a row that there was a 40-point score. And Jalen Brunson was close. Jalen Brunson had 37. Mm -hmm. I think he was the highest-scoring player on the yep. day, actually. So, um, Or it might have been Kawhi. How much did Kawhi finish with? Kawhi finished with no, 33. He 33. Yeah, Giannis so it was Jalen Brunson. Yeah, yeah, it was Brunson. So Jalen Brunson, uh, leading score on the day with 37. But it's a lot of points in the association. I mean, I was listening to the uh, TNT guys talk about it. You know, January was a big month for points. It was a lot of 40-point games. And so mm -hmm. uh, we'll see if that continues in February. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely some guys on the floor here tonight that can get into the 40-point range here tonight. Uh, eight games, I think, yeah, what, eight or nine games on – I think it's nine games. Yeah, nine games on the schedule here tonight uh, in the association. Uh, but before we dive into the games, let me tell everyone about our presenting sponsor – that is WinBet, and WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states. There are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, also known as WinBets Build Your Own Bet. The big game is here, and WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now over at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer, Bet 100, and get 100. Limited state availability, and of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, WinBet is going to give you a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, SGPN is giving away $1,000 in their big game scores contest. It's completely free to enter. All you need to do is follow the Sports Gambling Podcast on Spotify and give them a rating. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter for your chance to win a free big game square. All right, Terrell, let's just get into the schedule here, my man. Uh, first game on the board, we have the Washington Wizards. They are going to be headed to the Motor City here tonight to take on the Pistons. 
Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Washington Wizards at minus six. That number has been bet up to minus six and a half. Total opened up at 234 and a half. That number has been bet up to around 236. Do see some 237s out there as well. Uh, checking the injury report for both of these teams for the Washington Wizards. Uh, pretty clean injury report. Only questionable tag is Daniel Gafford. And for the Detroit Pistons, we know Marvin Bagley and um, Cade Cunningham continue to be out. They also will be without Corey Joseph. And Hamadou Diallo is probable here tonight with a non-COVID-related illness. Um, Washington's been on a tear, man, ever since Bradley Bill uh, has returned for the Washington Wizards. Uh Um, I believe they're 5-0 against the spread in that span. They've looked good on the road here as well. You backing them here to cover the spread here against the Detroit Pistons, or are you taking the home dog here, Terrell? Oh, man. I It's kind of hard to get in front of Washington right now, man. They're playing it good is. ball, but, you know, it's, it's more of a – I think this is more of a buy low, sell high type of spot for me with getting a home dog in Detroit. Detroit, young team, scrappy team. They're not – Believe it or not, they're not actually a tanking team. Like, they lose their games, and they're actually trying to win. (laughs) So it's not like the Spurs where the Spurs are like, all right, we're done trying at a certain point. The Detroit Pistons actually try to win their games. They're just not good and unable to actually get it done. And so uh, this is – if I had to pick of all the teams towards the bottom, this is the one that I think is going to scratch and claw in games most and go out there and try to get a win, try to cover spread, try to be competitive in games for the whole 48 minutes. So – I'm going with the Detroit Pistons here. I, I like what they're doing, uh, moving Isaiah Stewart to the bench and giving more minutes to Jalen Duran, who I think is going to have his hands full with the likes of Kyle Kuzma down low. Uh, if Gafford goes, he'll have to he'll match up with Gafford a lot, and maybe we'll see uh, if he gets the Porzingis matchup. I think Porzingis will probably pull him out of the paint, and that's more than likely not what they want. So. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but I like the pieces for the Pistons. I like the pieces. I think they're a scrappy team. I think they're a team that's not going to just sit down and lie down to anybody. If they lose, they lose just because they suck. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to fade this Washington team coming off five straight, five straight wins, five straight covers. Yeah, I'm going to fade Washington in that spot. Yeah, I think for me, um, I've been backing this Detroit team on the road and they're what 13 and 13 against the spread on the road, but they've just been atrocious at home. Um, mm-hmm. 9 14 and 1 against the spread, 8 13 and 1 as home underdogs. Um, I'll, I'll bite the bullet. I'm going to go the other way. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Wizards here. I can, I like what I've seen from them. I know they're on a hot streak here. I, it's a train that I don't want to get in front of right now, especially with them getting Bradley Beal back. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they're number two in net rating over the last five games uh, in the association as well. Um, if this was a road game for Detroit, I would be all over them. Uh, but I just kind of like what I've seen from Washington. You know, the numbers are really backing it up as well. Um, talk on the total here, uh, Terrell currently sitting at 237. I will say this Detroit has been, I think, the second best team towards the over at home 15 8 and 1 towards the over at home, 14 mm-hmm. 7 and 1 to the over uh, as home underdogs as well. But what's your thoughts on the total? Yeah, I mean, I have to go over if I like Detroit. I think that Detroit's yeah. going to be able to hold up their end of the scoring and keep up with this Washington team, who's been 
up and down defensively. There was a point in time where they were really good. I think they're like top 10 defensively, which was shocking because and I was sitting here with Scott and we were trying to figure it out. Who is Washington's best defender? Uh, is it Avdia? Is it Gafford? I, I was going to say Gafford first. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say Gafford. Like, and if Gafford's your best defender, I mean, so, but they were figuring it out. Like a good mm-hmm. first half of the season, they were top 10 defense. They were holding teams to under 110 points per game. Yeah. And so now we're sitting here. And, you know, they've been okay. I think it's the level of competition recently. But I think that if Detroit is able to keep up, then their scores are going to find ways to put the ball in the basket. I think that this can be a pretty good Jayden Ivey game going against that backcourt and him being able to score points. Hopefully Killian Hayes can kind of run this offense a little bit, but it seems like that they're handing the reins off to Burks. And so now Burks is the leading point guard for this team, which I think is still a pretty good move. And I might even look to play his assist at one point because he is uh, – I, I treat him more as a point guard than a two guard than what uh-huh. he's classified as. I think he's more of a point guard just how he played in New York. He handled the ball a lot. So, yeah, I think this is a spot for some points. Yeah, I should have mentioned this before we even started handicapping this game. But one of the one of my guys mentioned this in the group chat that Detroit – are they're still stuck in Dallas here. Uh, in Texas, um, are they really? A, yeah, there's still a winter storm right now, especially on the in the in, in North Texas. So they're still stuck in Dallas. Um, so there's like no, right now. Yeah, they're still in like right now. They're still in. Oh no! Nah. Oh no! Nah. Yeah. yeah, no, never mind. Just scratch <laughs> everything. I seriously scratch everything. Yeah, I said. I'm no, not backing. Sense. First of all, this game shouldn't even be played tonight. If yeah, they're in Dallas right now, this game mm-hmm. should not be played tonight. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, absolutely not. I'm not backing Detroit at all. That's. I mean, we talk about that in the WNBA shots at WNBA Gambling Podcast. If you haven't heard that, come tap in with us. I'm gonna drop an episode real soon as soon as we get Brianna Stewart coming to the New York Liberty. But Candace Parker. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk about all that. As soon as Sloot and Brianna Stewart come to the Liberty, we're dropping the podcast. Like me and Scott are ready to go. But we talk about the travel issues that they have, and mm-hmm. they do commercial travel. They travel like night of, get going and play the game the next day. Like they their travel issues are tough. And that translates to the NBA as well. So if you're telling me that they're playing this game and it's 11:20 on the East Coast and they're still in Dallas, absolutely yeah. not. I can't. I can't back that. So I, I just scratch everything that I had for this game. I can't bet on a team that could be traveling and playing a game in a span of eight hours. Yeah, um, and I'm reading right now from the beat reporters. Uh, as of right now, Pistons are still in Dallas after playing Mavericks there Monday night. Ongoing flight issues due to the winter storm. No word yet on tonight's game against the Wizards being postponed yet, but we'll see how things progress. Um, same thing from another beat reporter as well. So uh, kind of hold your nose on this game. Maybe postponed because the Pistons are still stuck in Dallas. Yeah, Mike Curtis. Storm. Mike Curtis, a Pistons beat writer that I follow, and I get all my Pistons info from him. And if you're a handicapper, you should really like find that beat reporter. Every team has a beat reporter that is yep. the go-to for information. And I just went to his Twitter and looked it up. He said, "Yeah, they're still in. Uh, they were still in Dallas as of last night, and I think they're still there." Yep. What is this? So yeah, twelve twelve twenty one a.m. can confirm multiple reports that the Pistons are still in Dallas and will stay overnight due to weather and plane issues. Hopefully they fly back early in the morning. So hopefully they're back already, but I'm not backing them 
it was 12:21 a.m. East Coast yeah. time when he said that. So I'm not backing them coming from Dallas to D- Detroit yeah. at what maybe 6 a.m. 7 a.m. Nah. Yeah. All right. So let's get over to the next game then. Here we'll we'll probably just skip past that one because it, I think more than likely it'll probably get postponed. But uh, let's go over to uh, Philly here. Magic back to back home and home situation here for the Philadelphia 76ers. They are going to play a second game in a row against the Orlando Magic. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking at the opening line in this game, the Philadelphia 76ers opened up as an eight and a half point home favorite. That number has been bet up to minus nine and a half consensus. Total opened up at 230 and a half. That number has pretty much stayed the course uh, for the total. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Orlando Magic, Wendell Carter Jr. is officially questionable here tonight. For the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid is also questionable here tonight with left foot soreness. Uh, talked about it on Monday, uh, and I'm sure you and Scott, uh, I think you guys wanted to take the Magic, but we just weren't sure about Joel Embiid. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't we wanted. Like we just took him. Yeah, yeah. we took him. <laughs> and I was. Yeah, go ahead. I was we was concerned about Embiid's status, but like yeah. it for me, it was the fact that I seen Embiid at the game. Like I saw that with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about court vision. I saw that with my eyes. He was at the game with Kevin Hart. You think that he just <laughs> went home? Like the Eagles just won and going to the Super Bowl. You think he just went home and said, "All right, y'all, well, y'all boys be be safe. I got a game <laughs> tomorrow, so I'm gonna go to the spot and kick it." Like no. No, he ain't say that. He went out there and had a good time. People, they greased poles so yeah. people wouldn't get up on the uh, streetlight poles and they were still up there. You're telling me Joe B wasn't out there at all? Absolutely <laughs> not. So, uh, yeah, that was it was a great, great textbook letdown spot, especially after that emotional. I wouldn't say emotional. Well, maybe a little emotional for Joe B, but. A very, very good win, very, very important win for them against uh, Jokic and the Nuggets. Very let down spot from that. Coming back, playing the Magic at home, dropped that first game. And now you look at this game and you can, it's a tale of two, it's the tale of the tape. Last game, you had the same line. Sharps were on Orlando Mm -hmm. and that line went from nine and a half, eight and a half. Now, Publix Orlando line went from eight and a half, nine and a half. It's, yeah. it's pretty obvious here to me. We're just going to go ahead and we're going to back the Pistons here to get revenge. Pistons to be more locked into you a mean game. The Sixers. Not Pistons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm th- I'm still thinking about the last game. The Sixers. So we'll take the Sisters uh, to get revenge. Sixers to be more locked into this game. Yeah. Late in nine and a half. I think they go out here. They can win this by like 15 points, especially with Joe and B playing, especially with hopefully some adjustments that Doc Rivers make. But mm-hmm. I just think that this is they're more locked into this rather than the day after the Philadelphia Eagles made the Super Bowl and players were at the game. Yeah, it was really that second half that kind of um, was the, the demise of the Philadelphia 76ers in that game. They were outscored 67 to 47. Um, in, in that second half where Magic got the victory there. So, um, and Philly has been one of the better teams uh, in the first quarter, especially at home. You take a look at their offensive rating. I think it's top five over the last 10 games at home. Um, I like them early. I, I like them full game here as well. I mean, you guys nailed the handicap about, you know, the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. I think mm-hmm. more than Joel Embiid, I think James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, P.J. Tucker, all those guys were at the game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for that Eagles victory on Sunday. So yeah, now now you get now you have a couple of days here to kind of get refocused after what you know the Eagles uh, punched their ticket to the Super Bowl. You have a um, a revenge opportunity here against Orlando Magic. So I like I like the Sixers in the first first uh, quarter, and I also I like I agree with you. I like them in the full game here as well. Um, so let's get over to the total here then. Now Terrell, that number is currently sitting at two thirty and a half. Any thoughts on the total? I, uh, I think that I'm gonna just go with my regular system and okay. uh, the if they play the back to back games. I normally take that under in the second game. I have to figure out what that actually comes in at. But game before this landed under two thirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two, yeah, landed at 228. So it was basically there. I think it's a little bit more defense. I think it's a little bit more familiarity. I think that the Sixers are out in front in this game. So they lock in a little bit more defensively. Orlando struggled that first half shooting the basketball. They were shooting a pretty bad, I think, pretty bad percentage that first half and then really locked in that second half. Yeah. I'm just going to hope that they don't figure it out in the second half this go around. Yeah, I mean, they like I mentioned, they gave up sixty-seven in that in that second half. Uh, did the Sixers to the Magic? I just don't see that happening again. Uh, they should be locked in a little more defensively, like you mentioned, um, against this Magic team. So, um, I yeah, I, I'll lean towards the under here as well. I do like Sixers team total in the first quarter. Like I mentioned, one of the better offensive efficient teams in that first quarter. Uh, but full game, yeah, I agree with uh, what Terrell said 100% that uh, uh, under might be the play in this game. Uh, player props, if anything you like in this game here, Terrell. Oh, man. Um, I think I'm back on I'm back on Joel and beat. Okay. I'm going to take Wendell Carter rebounds again just because I feel like he has to be on the court. Like okay. he has to play minutes on the court, and he's, he's officially still, questionable here tonight. He's questionable. Okay, yeah, I, so. I don't see his player props up. I see Franz Wagner, Pancaro, Fultz, and yeah, I'm, yeah, those guys. Yeah, I think I'm going back to my regular plays: James Harden assists, Joe yep. Embiid points, and for the Magic, I always play Franz Wagner, and you know he's he's just been a sneaky option for them. Great guy that's able to score on all levels, cut to the yep. basket mid-range, three-point range, like he's able to score. And all the attention always goes to Paolo Bancaro, and Wagner's just able to sneak behind teams and get easy buckets. So I'll back Wagner again. And this is the fourth and final matchup between these two teams. Um, Wagner, 19 points in the last game. He had 24 at home and then 17 at home as well against the Sixers team. So um, can't argue that. Love the James Harden angle as well. I mean, he's... He's back to the guy that he looked like or close to the guy that he looked like when he was with Houston. Obviously, he doesn't have to score as many points he has to like he did when he was with Houston. But as far as my health perspective, I know he's been battling the hamstring injury and some other things over the past couple seasons, but um, he, he looks good. He, he's, you know, mm-hmm. he's been in double-digit assists two out of the last four games so at 13 and 14. Um, I think I think more so it'll probably Joel Embiid night here, uh, like you mentioned. He, there's just nobody really, I think, on this Magic team that can really slow him down. Um, last game, he had 30 points. Uh, prior to that, 35, 40, sorry, 35, 50, 31. I currently see his number sitting at 33 and a half. Um, it's a big number, but it's big for a reason, right? We know Joel Embiid uh, can get whatever he wants uh, inside the paint. So I do love that call for Joel Embiid here tonight. Um, anything else? Any other player props here, Terrell? No, no. What about what, 
anything else? I, I like, yeah, I like Joel Embiid. You mentioned it. Um, I'll probably wait for the Wendell Carter news. I may take a look at Paolo Pancaro's number points prop here tonight. I want to see how he's done against uh, the Sixers season. He's at 29, 18, and 19 in the three games. So, I mean, it's right at that number of 20 and a half. But, yeah, not not a lot of player. But I'll probably just, again, just be chalky and take Joel Embiid. I just think that he has another big night here for the Sixers. Uh, let's see. Any comments in this game? Sixers money line eight assists for Harden and Joel Embiid eight rebounds by Nick. Um, yeah, I don't hate that. I, I think that if you get that close to what maybe even odds or maybe some plus odds, I don't. I don't hate that. KC checking in. <laughs> I say so yeah, I am. I am a homer. I gotta be. I got a guy. My guy James Harden. KC. Uh, you know how it is. Uh, all yeah, right, Philadelphia get... Rockets. Shut up, dude. Yeah, Philadelphia Rockets, Casey. You know what's up. P.J. Tucker, uh, Daniel House, James Harden uh, on the Philadelphia 76ers now. Throwing Daryl Morey in there uh, as well. Uh, all right, next game on the board here, Terrell. We got the Portland Trailblazers headed to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, uh, Memphis opened up as a five-and-a-half-point home favorite. Um mm-hmm. That number is pretty much. Uh, I see a couple books has five and a half, but I also see some minus fives out there as well. Um, total opened up at two thirty four and a half, and we've seen money pour in on the over here, Terrell. That number is all the way up to two thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, start with the road team here, the Blazers. Josh Hart probable, Yusuf Nurkic probable. Uh, and those are the significant in, or news for the Portland Trailblazers. For the Grizzlies, questionable tags for John Conchar, Danny Green, questionable. And Desmond Bain is also questionable here tonight. We know that Stephen Adams is going to be out for some time for this Memphis Grizzlies team. So three questionable tags for John Conchar, Danny Green, and Desmond Bain here tonight for the Memphis Grizzlies. Danny Green being questionable is the most he's been all season. <laughs> right? They said there was an opera, I think a chance that he would make his debut, which was supposed to be this week. So it may be tonight or maybe their next game for the Memphis Grizzlies. But I think the one that kind of does stick out to me as well is probably Desmond Bain. He's been dealing with that right knee injury. I mean, if Desmond Bain is out and Danny Green is in, like that's a maybe a buy low spot on Danny Green coming into the season. They're going to showcase him off. They're trying to trade him, so they're going to showcase yeah. him off. Yeah. Uh, let's go with minus five currently over on win bet uh, with your Grizzlies here. Uh, Terrell, what do you like for this game? Yeah, I – I mean, I think this is a pretty good spot for the Grizzlies getting a Portland team in an early game slot where – is this early game slot? It's a 7, right? 7.30, something like that. It's actually – it's earlier yeah, seven. than usual. Yeah, it's I'm earlier sure. for – Memphis, like they, they put around 8 o'clock Eastern time. Eight, right? Yeah, eight, 7. 8, 9. And you know that Portland doesn't play till like 10 hours high yeah. most nights. So a little bit of an earlier start for Portland – uh, I believe this is their first game on the road. This Portland mm. team's going downhill, man. They're going downhill and downhill yeah. in a hurry. They're trying to make me look bad. Unfortunately, I do have faith that they'll figure it out after All-Star. But as of right now, they're they're just on auto-fade for me. It's really, really having a hard time finding spots to back them. Smith's team starting to put it, you know, put it together. We'll see if they can go on another run like they did uh, with that, what was it, 11, 12 games in a row. That was after that like Warriors that. game? Yeah. No, yeah. after – yeah, yeah. And they 
I think it was after the, the Suns, actually, when they took that loss yeah, to the Warriors right. and the, the Suns. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then they won like 11, 12 games in a row or something mm-hmm. and then had f- those five losses on the road. And yep. now they come back and actually got the cover against Indiana. It was bad at first, but they got the cover. Uh, they were laying eight, 112, 100. So I think that this is another good spot for Memphis playing a Portland team that's just completely downhill. They can only get a couple of wins at home, not really playing that well on the road. Birthday game here, though. Oh, we got. I mean, if anybody's interested, Drew Ubank's birthday is today. Oh, okay. So, I mean, maybe some rebounds there, maybe double double shot there. You're not going to see no props for him right now because he's coming off the bench, but, you know, maybe, uh, you know how Ja Ja likes to penetrate, get to the basket. You got Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, all of them like to play in the paint. So, I could see a way that. Nurt gets early two fouls. Drew has to come in and play a heavy amount of minutes uh, because Nurk is fighting foul trouble on the bench the entire game. Like I can see a path for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, this Portland team, I mean, you talked about it. They have just, after the hot start that they got off to during the season, um, they've kind of fallen off a cliff here for, um, I mean, for the team. I'm not sure if Chauncey Billups is the answer right now for this team. And, as they lose more and more games, I mean, you always got to wonder if how long Dame wants to stay around. And they keep saying that they want to build around Damian Lillard and, and Damian Lillard this. And I know that he's been loyal to the city of Portland. And mm-hmm. but I, I think it's going to come to a point where he kind of has to make a decision that do I want to stay here um, and try to win championships or go to a team that's and win or win now mode or that can use me to propel themselves to be a championship contender. And, but that's so. the, well, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say that Portland's a championship contender, but if you look at the roster, they have a good roster. They do. Like the roster is really good. They're just yeah. not putting, I really, I, I don't know. Call I really think it's, want. I think it's Nurkic, man. I think they need to, I think they need to trade him. And yeah, I think it'd be, I, I think they would be a little bit better without Nurk. I think that yeah. they, they just got to figure it out. I really think that they're just in a slump. This is a bad point in time right now, and they just got to figure it out. But yeah. it's a you have the offense, and the defense was playing actually pretty decently for the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, and now you're getting Gary Payton the second back, and he's getting his legs under him. He's trying to be all systems go, coming out of all-star, ready to play a lot more minutes, whether to make ready to make a really big impact. So. I have more faith in Portland, but as of right now, nah, I can't touch them right now. Yeah, Memphis has been really good at home. It's against the spread, right? 15-8-1 against the spread, mm-hmm. uh, 13-8-1 against the spread as home favorites. And usually like fading those teams that are on um, the first game of a road trip. This is, a, a like Terrell mentioned, a start of a three-game road trip for the Portland Trailblazers. They'll uh, start here tonight in Memphis, and I think they go to... I think they have Chicago in there, and then I think there's another team that I saw on their schedule. See. I but... can tell you right. I can tell you right now. They yeah. got uh, so it's Memphis. Then they're going to DC. Then they're going to Chicago. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, so yeah, uh, Grizzlies. I agree with uh, Terrell here, my, laying the points here with the Grizz. Uh, thoughts on the total here, Terrell? That's ballooned up to two thirty nine after opening two thirty four and a half. I think I'm going under at this point. Okay. I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to. You know, miss ten points 
of line movement. I've I've actually been betting Memphis overs kind of recently, and they've been kicking me in the teeth. So it's a little of a salty spot for me because I'm kind of getting upset. I thought they had a really good over opportunity against Indiana at home after coming on the road. They didn't get there. And the game before that, I had them against Minnesota. I thought that was a really good over chance. Five straight unders for this team. So, oh, wait, but five straight unders this is probably the spot to take an over. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do it one time. Give me the over with Memphis. Come <laughs> on. I can't do it. My guys can score. Like, they can score the basketball. And I, I, it's Dame. It's Dame, Simons, and Grant. Like, I think that they can put up twice, too. One more time. One more time, I'm going to go with the over. Uh, yeah, I mean – Historically, I, I think over the past at least four or five games, it has trended towards the under. Um, last matchup, or there's a matchup last season where it went 123, 119. But other than that, 103, 113, 106, 111, 105. Mm, the last year, you know, it was no Dame. It was yeah, Grant you're wasn't right. there yet. Like it, that, that team that they was putting out there last year was a glorified G League team. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get over to some player props in this game. Anything that you like? Man, Ja's been putting up a stat sheet recently, hasn't he? I mean, when he is like the guy that has the ball What's in his hand majority of the time, I really I've been triple doubles. On his, yeah, on his uh, assist props. Yeah, man. I I I think I play like a points and points and assists, points, rebounds, and assists, which uh he's just been like he's been around a basket getting a bunch of rebounds, which you know shame to jaron jackson jr but it's also a lot easier because jaron jackson jr is blocking the ball he doesn't have the opportunity to rebound he's getting yeah. a block and pushing it pushing the ball to the uh fifth row or something like that so uh yeah i like i like jaw today i think jaw can have a good game and oh man there's no way i'm getting in front of dame right now dame oh no yeah dame is on a tear right now and if there is a chance that Portland gets this done, it's going to be off the back of Damian Lillard. So a nice little hedge opportunity for this Memphis play is to take Dame's points because Dame is going to will them to a win if they get there. I was going to pivot and take Simons here tonight as well on his points prop. Um, I should have mentioned these two teams have already matched up this year uh, in Portland, and that game ended up in the favor of, I think it was the Grizzlies. Let me double-check that. So, yeah, the Grizzlies did get that victory back on November 2nd, 111-106 in Portland, very, very early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a game where uh, Desmond Bain scored 29 points for the Memphis Grizzlies. Anthony Simons in that game had 31 uh, for the um, Blazers, but uh, Dame did not play in that game. So you have Dame in this game. Like you mentioned, Dame has just been an absolute tear here, but – uh, I like what I've seen from Simons. I think it's a good pivot uh, if they're going to be maybe putting Dylan Brooks on Damian Lillard or how they match up with Dame. But the last five games, Dame is averaging 38.6 points. It's crazy, uh, man. He's had, yeah, 37 piece in there, a 60-point performance against Utah. He had 42 against Atlanta. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can't talk you off of Dame. Uh, I am going to look at Simons' three-point shots here as well. It's at plus money. Uh, he's knocked down at least four in the four out of the last five matchups against his Grizzlies team. And like I mentioned earlier this season, uh, he had um, 31 in that game, also knocked down, I believe it was four or five three-point shots. So I think they'll have their opportunities to make some three-point shots here between Dame and uh, Simon. So I'll, I'm going to back uh, Simon's here, at least on his three-point shots. Um, 
have you seen a have you seen a a brandon clark props um he's been in the starting lineup recently but it seems like doesn't it feel like he's had a lot of foul trouble recently yeah he's such a good player but he just it just seems like he can't stop fouling and that really like if you sit here and look at his month of january He's got three games where he's perfect from the field. Yeah. But I distinctly remember at least three of those three games, four games, something like that, where he's sitting there on the bench in the first quarter with two fouls already. Yeah. And I think it was the Indiana game that I was watching that he picked up two fouls very, very early on. And I think that's kind of, you know, it tells you right there that he only played 18 minutes in that game. Um, he did finish up with 13 points, so he was like you mentioned, he was he was perfect from the field, five of five. Um, mm-hmm. But if you can stay out of foul trouble, man, again, this is a guy that can go up and catch those lobs from John Moran. He can rebound the basketball as well. Which I was going to have a question to you about: Is this a bad matchup for Nurk? Because we know Jaron Jackson Jr. can knock down the three point shot. Or do you think he'll be back yeah. on Brandon Clark if he starts this game? I think it's. I mean, I think it's good for Nurk just in terms of he should be easily getting rebounds. But does he stay on the court for that long? Like, I, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if Nurk is not in foul trouble today. I just see Ja going to penetrate and Nurk reaching a little bit too much or really anything. So I'm I'm concerned for Nurk just because. Of, and I would love to play his rebounds prop. I think that his rebounds prop is a really really good bet to cash. Mm-hmm. But I just can't. I don't feel good about him not getting into foul trouble playing against the Grizzlies, who are one of the top – no, not top five, the best team in terms of points inside the paint. Inside the paint, yeah. Um, last two games, he's put up 32-23 and 23 against his Grizzlies team earlier this year. Um, obviously no Dame there, but he did finish up with 23 points and 13 rebounds. But like you mentioned, he was in foul trouble in both of those games. He had five – uh, last year in the last matchup, but uh, more importantly, earlier this year, he had five fouls in that game as well. But he did end up playing 35 minutes in that game for the Portland Trailblazers. So if they get him in pick and roll here, Terrell, with John Moran, yeah. and Brandon Clark or Triple J, I think that he might be in a little bit of trouble here tonight. And he um, and he doesn't have the, you know, the size to worry about. He's not, he's not really, quick on his feet. Yeah, I I don't know, because Nurk could really have a really – like, this is a really plus matchup for Nurk, but that fouling is – maybe, you know, that's part of the risk. That's part of the risk. And you sit here and say, hey, like, Nurk has the matchup. I'm going to just take the chance that he keeps his hands to himself. <laughs> yeah, his points prop is sitting at 13.5, and, and the rebounds are at 9.5. I kind of want to see what it's all like to 20-plus would be if it happened. Yeah, I was about to say, I think I would just take a chance on him getting to 20. And yeah. because if I take his regular points prop and he doesn't get there, I'm gonna be pissed. But if I take 20 and he doesn't get there, I was like, oh well, I took a shot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't see it listed yet. All right, anything else for this game, Terrell? Nah. All right, let's go. Next game on the board. It's gonna be on the four letter network. Uh, the first of a doubleheader. It's gonna be the Brooklyn Nets in Boston here tonight to take on the Celtics. Uh, this will be a 7.30 Eastern start. Looking at the opening lines for this game, the Celtics open up as an 8.5-point favorite. Uh, that number's now been bet up to minus 9. Total opened up at 230.5. That was uh, significantly uh, heavy money came in on the under. Starting to see some 223s pop up, but mm-hmm. see consists around 224, 224.5. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the 
Brooklyn Nets. Um, we know Kevin Durant continues to be out. Uh, TJ Warren will be out for this game as well. Uh, ben mm-hmm. Simmons also out for this game as well. And uh, Wantanabe is probable here tonight with back tightness. For the Boston Celtics, uh, pretty clean injury report. Uh, I did see that Robert Williams did go through shoot-around. So he's officially questionable right now on the injury report. But when you do go through shoot-around, that's a pretty good sign. And also, they will be without Marcus Smart, who is dealing with a right ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. Terrell, Boston, um, laying nine points here, hosting the Brooklyn Nets. What are you thinking about this game? I mean, come on. I'm taking the points to the Nets. Like, <laughs> trying to you. No, so, to you. <laughs> so I think that this is – this might be a spot where – Massachusetts says we just went online and we're about to clean their fucking clock. We're about to clean their clock because every Julian Edelman just donated (laughs) $11,000 to win. Like he just gave them $11,000 and said, here, here's $11,000. You rich motherfuckers. Take it. Just take my money. Because I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, I think this Boston team is good. And I get why you should bet them to, you know, win it all. But I don't know. I mean, mm, mm, <laughs> when's, when's the last time the number one team overall in the league won, won it all? Like, when's the last time that happened? Do we got to go back to, like, KD when with the Warriors? Yeah, because when Giannis and them won, the Suns were the number one team. I think so, yeah. Are you talking about like a they, number one seed? Yeah, number one seed, like in the league, because they're the best team in the league right now. Yeah. So, I mean, you got the Suns that lost. They got there, but they lost. And then how hard is it to repeat? Like, we, everybody was talking about how good Milwaukee looked that year after they won the championship. And mm-hmm. they said, this could be Milwaukee starting a dynasty. And Milwaukee realized that the thing that LeBron got everybody fucked up about, that Steph and the Warriors got everybody fucked up about, and the think thinking that it's easy to go to back to back championships. So yeah. I mean, here with Boston, the thing I'm looking at is the fact that they're 35 and 36 and 15, 25, 25 and one against the spread. So a pretty big disparity there. Now there's there's a disparity on the net side of the ball too as well. But they're also 10 and six as an underdog, whereas the Boston Celtics are 23, 24, 21 as a favorite, and that's to be expected, especially with Boston and the run they had last year. The books are giving them more credit than they probably do deserve. Like some of these lines probably should be a little bit less, a little bit closer, give Boston that chance to cover. I think that this is just a really, really big line for a Nets team that should really, really want to come and show out for this game. Even with no Kevin Durant, they've been getting completely owned by Boston, completely owned by Boston. Like, but however, you look at some of these, uh, some of these games, 109, 98, 102, 92, mm-hmm. 116, 112, 109, 103, 114, 107. Like these games have been spitting distance. Yeah. And so uh, a couple of those was the playoff games, but the Nets have been in those games. Now there's no Kevin Durant this time around. You got no mm-hmm. Marcus Smart on the other side of the ball. But I, I kind of like
how Kyrie has this team going and how Jock Vaughn is coaching them up defensively, how Jock Vaughn is keeping the offense rolling. Yes, Kyrie's going to get his, but he's making sure that he rotates his other people pieces and he's getting elevated play from his players. Nick, Cla- Nick Class, look, Claxton, mm-hmm. if he played like this since the beginning of the year, we would be talking about him in the most improved category. Yeah. Easy. Or Easy, the most for- improved player. Defensive player of the year, favorite then yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like if he's done, if he was doing this all year, like mm-hmm. if he had Jock Vaughn as a coach all year, he would probably be in that kind of, in that category. So I think this is a good spot for the Nets. And I'm, I'm just not betting Boston. So is this a letdown spot for Boston after the game against the Lakers? Or do you think there's been enough time between those two games for Boston to kind of forget about it? No, I think it's still a little. Uh, I don't think that they're – I think it was more for the Lakers than Boston, to be okay. honest. I think that they're just like, hey, like, you know, we get bad calls too. It just so mm-hmm. happened that this one – like Jason Tatum, <laughs> when he grabbed that ball, he was running like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got him. I got him like, come on, man. And somebody said uh, Jason Tatum should go to the ref and be like, I fouled him, ref. Like on the commercial where the dude's like, I touched the ball last yeah. Coach, I touched it last. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell him <laughs> the sportsmanship commercial. So uh, poor sportsmanship by Jason Tatum. You should have told the rep that you fouled him so they could get their free throws. Braun probably would have missed both either way. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll lean with the Nets here with you as well. But I think my more favorite play is what you said about the total in this game. I really do like the under, um, especially, you know, you mentioned how defensively this team has just kind of turned around especially since jock Vaughn took over and nick claxton has just been a force uh for this brooklyn nets team uh with rim protection so i think that the pace will be a little slower in this game maybe you see a fast pace early on in the game but i think that if you kind of just kind of go through the game log uh in the first two matchups this season the, the scores that you rattled off is that that second half has really slowed down and points have really been at a premium in that mm-hmm. fourth quarter uh, for both of these teams. So uh, right now, I know we're probably late to the number because the num- the money has just poured in on the over, sorry, on the under. Um, but uh, right now, I'm seeing 224, 224 and a half uh, starting to pop up. Maybe a little bit of money coming in back on the over because I just said it was at 223. But um, yeah, I, I got to go with the under in this game. Uh, player props, if anything that you like in this game here, Terrell? Yeah, give me a number on Jason Tatum, triple double. Mm, okay. I, I, I almost I, it up. I almost cashed it a couple of times. Like I, I've been saying it. When Marcus Smart is out, he is a primary ball handler. Uh majority majority because Jalen Brown can't dribble the ball ten times without turning it over. But uh, I think that it's a good spot. He draws a lot of attention. I'm sure Rose O'Neal is going to be on him. They'll probably throw some double teams at him at some point. So he's able to, you know, make smart decision pass out of that, get easy assists. So I'm on his assist prop today. I'm on a triple-double prop to him. And, yeah. Uh, triple-double Jason Tatum tonight, 21-1. to 1. Yeah, and that's that's going up. So I think the yeah. when did I get I think I got it at 17 to one against the heat the other day and I was like two assists short. He gets he gets the rebounds, he, especially if Robert Williams doesn't play. Now we think he plays. He did shoot around, but he gets the rebounds. Nets still not a great rebounding team. They're a lot better with the emergence of Claxton, but still yeah. not a great rebounding team. He should have a lot of opportunities there. So I think double, double, triple, double is very well in the possibility for Jason Taylor tonight. 
Yeah, he's had a double-double in both of the games so far this season against the um, Brooklyn Nets. See if I can pull up the double-double number for him tonight. Plus 140. Yeah, so not bad. solid, decent. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, what I about really you? What you, what you on prop cast? Uh, I was looking at where is Seth Curry's not on the injury report. I was probably looking at his three-point shots here tonight. Mm-hmm. Um. Have some for, issues rotating over. Marcus yeah, Smart especially is, with, is really oh, their general on defense. So yeah, with Joe Harris and both Seth Curry out there, it's like, and especially Royce O'Neal has been knocking him down as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see a number for Seth Curry. I, probably, I don't know if he's coming off the bench or not. But I think that's my issue with taking the threes of the net. Sometimes is I just don't know who gonna yeah, like who's gonna hit true. him that night. You yeah. gotta be. I, I think I just like uh, taking chances. Watanabe is a guy I've been taking chances on a lot recently, yes. and he's come up a couple times, but it's other times, you know, you'd be sitting there and looking like, dog, don't you shoot like 40%? Why are you only taking three, two, three attempts? Like, if you look at what uh, Watanabe's attempts in the last couple mm-hmm. games from three, one from three, one for three, three for three, one for three, one for three, oh for two, one for three, like you, if, when you're in the game, that's what you're in the game for. You're not in the game for defensive effort. Like you're in the game to go out there and shoot, so I think they need to really scheme him up some more touches. Nick Claxton, point, sorry, rebound, no blocks. I'm sorry, blocks and steals. Is that two and a half at plus one fifty five? Who is that on the Sports Gambling Podcast page? Who is that? Shout out to them for uh, giving us some breaking news. It looks like the game got postponed. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, look at SGP, the mothership. Yeah, I'm sorry. is that Sean? I doubt it, it Sean. I think it's probably Cam or or someone else. Okay, uh, but it yeah. might be Cam. Cam be up here. He probably don't even know he on the wrong count. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Nick Claxton, uh, two and a half steals and blocks combined at plus one fifty five. I'll eat that up all day. Uh, two games this season against the uh, Celtics, he's had four blocks, two blocks, and then he's had one steal in each. So obviously, going over that number of two and a half here. And then if you kind of take a look at what he's done over his past couple games, um, he has. That's not weird. We're always watching. That's not weird. Can you ask? Wait, how do I? Oh, there we go. Am I pointing towards it? I'm not pointing towards it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you're pointing towards yeah, it. There, yeah, there, there we go. Got it. Yeah, that's not weird. That's not weird, y'all. We're always watching. <laughs> I, I, I'd be afraid for my life working with these guys sometimes. I I, I fear for my life sometimes when I get a message from the boss. It, it kind of uh, kind of makes me nervous. But um, yeah, especially when when uh, Ryan asked me what I want to drink. When Sean asked me what I want to drink, I'm I'm like, all right, cool. Me and Sean to drink. When Ryan asked me, I don't know why, but I lose it after that. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think Ryan be slipping me something. <laughs> uh, all right, anything else for this game here, uh, Drew? Uh, no, no, I can't. Nothing I can think of. Maybe, right. um, maybe, maybe a little. Let, let's give Royce O'Neal a nod. No Ben Simmons. Let's give Royce O'Neal a nod on the points, rebound, assist, and. Uh, he he's able to fill up a stat sheet, and he's really been really really good in stepping in and taking over kind of a floor general role and getting the ball out. Because you know that's not really Kyrie's thing. Kyrie's just going to give it to you if the defense crashes on him. But Royce yeah. O'Neal really runs an offense, so I think I would take a look at Royce O'Neal's assist today too. Yeah, I was looking at uh, let's look at his assist and rebounds, and that number is at eight and a half here tonight uh, for assist and rebounds. Let's see here. Uh, 
He's got this- nine in the last game, eight in the game before that. Had, fell off there with four assists and rebounds, nine again, seven, 11. Like, he's he's there. And no yeah. Ben Simmons, I think that he's going to have the ball in his hand more. He's going to be more active on the board. So, yeah, I think that Royce O'Neal rebounds and assists is a pretty solid play. Yeah, I like it. All right. Let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Oklahoma City Thunder down here in the H to take on the Rockets. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, Thunder opened up as a five and a half point favorite. That number has stayed the course at five and a half. Total mm-hmm. opened up at 230 and a half. That number's actually been bet up to 232. Do see some 232 and a halves out there as well. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Where are they? Um, Lou Dort's out. Pokashevsky, we know, has been out. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is on G League assignment. Uh, so the usual suspects out for the Thunder. For the Rockets, uh, Jalen Green is going to miss this game. He's dealing with a right calf contusion. And Kevin Porter Jr. is also out for this game. He continues to deal with a left foot injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so the starting backcourt for the Rockets is going to be missing this game. Now, they did uh, did Jalen Green miss the game against Detroit, but Detroit did a better job of tanking that game when these two teams matched up. The Rockets got the victory there, 117, 114. But now nah, it is tight, kind of hard to out tank the Rockets. Like <laughs> the front office literally says we're trying to tank. Uh, but yeah, here, let's go with five and a half here with the Thunder, uh, as a road favorite here, Terrell, against the Rockets. Man, you know, I hate the Thunder as a favorite, but this Rockets team is bad. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Um, uh, I, 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 I mean, they've been a pretty good road team, though, covering the number, the OKC Thunder. Yeah, but they're mostly road dogs. Like, we, you know, we love them as road yeah, dogs, that's true. but yeah, it's when they start. Like, I, I think earlier in the season, yeah, earlier in the season, they were catching, they were laying one and a half and lost. Mm-hmm. At, at Houston, they were laying one and a half and lost 118, 105. So, like, I don't know, man. I, I like OKC. I'm a big Shea guy. And I want to say they were on a back to back in that game, though. Um, mm, let me see if Shea I think I'm a, that game. Yeah, he did. He had 32 in that game. I'll I'll go ahead and I'll lay the points with OKC, but I don't like it. I might not bet it. If I if I was interested in laying the points with OKC, I would just take Shea's over points. It doesn't matter what the line is set at; he cashes. Like it doesn't matter. And you know, I had a nice a uh, nice cash on him in his revenge All Star starter snub game. Mm. I don't think that the no because they're going to release that on. TNT, so that's going to be Thursday. Thursday. So, yeah, so this is the game before he knows that he has, um, what's it called? That he's going to be an all star. Like everybody knows he's going to be yeah. an all star. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'll back Shay today. I think Shay just no green, no defense. Like who's starting? Is it Knicks? Is Knicks the starting point guard? Uh, Deshaun Knicks for the Rockets, yeah. Yeah. And so. I, I'm gonna go with Shea to have a good game. I think that's really my my play. If I wanted to play OKC, I would play Shea for like thirty and a win. I think you'll get plus odds. Yeah, you should be plus money on that. I don't think it's that far off where it's not plus money. Hold on, let me put that in. Yeah, I will say this while you look that up. Uh, that game earlier this season where they lost against the Rockets, they were coming off of a overtime victory 
against the Chicago Bulls, and then they have to travel into Houston for that back-to-back game where they did lose. So yeah. um, it, it was, a, again, a difficult scheduling spot for them. But, again, for this Rockets team, man. I, it's I, about I, even yeah. money. Yeah, it's about even it's money. Minus one-on-one. So, I mean, it's about even money. Uh, depending yeah. on where you get it, you'll probably get even money or so. But I think yeah. that's a better play to play OKC rather than laying the points. I just don't feel comfortable laying the points with OKC, even though I do think they should come in here and get a pretty good win. Yeah, this is a, a set of a back-to-back situation for both these teams. Uh, tonight in Houston, and then they go uh, back home to OKC uh, to play the Rockets. Friday? Again. Saturday? Saturday. Like it's on Saturday, yeah. Uh, it's somebody's but- birthday. Shay, somebody's birthday is around. Trey Mann's birthday is on Friday. That's what it is. Trey Mann's okay. birthday is on. Um, Shay, like you mentioned, yeah, Shay's been on a tear, man. Last five games: 37, 34, 36, 35, and thirty-one. Um, I think last night I saw his points prop at thirty-one and a half. If I'm not mistaken, let me see if it's moved or not. Um, come on, uh, yeah, he's at thirty-one and a half. So a little bit of juice at minus one thirty, but. Um, mm-hmm. I think Shane Goon could have a big game here tonight against the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Let me see how he's yeah. done against because they really don't have any rim protection or guy that can really guard him. Not, no, not really. I think that uh, the Jalen Williams is <laughs> yeah. Jalen Williams is kind of tag team that that uh, front court and assignment, try to do yeah. their best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that front court assignment they do their best that they can, but sometimes it's just too much height, too much size, players too good. Sangoon's really really good player, man. <laughs> like he's really really good. Yeah. Last game like against 19 the years old. 21 19 and 7 in that game. So So Jake just put Ja Tatum Giddy triple double. I I think you take that Throw Shangoon in there, put in a round robin, and have a day. Yeah, I'm, I'll see. Uh, let's let me look up Shangoon's triple double if they posted it yet. Because especially without Kevin Porter Jr. and now no Jalen Green, assist like he should, wise, he should be good. I I would just take his PRA over. Yeah, his uh, assist. Yeah, yeah definitely. Double. This feels like a really really big Shangoon game, like eight to one for his triple double. Yeah. I think that's decent price. I think that's decent price. I would like to see it in the ten to one range, but that's still decent price. Like he yeah. should have a really. I think that's good enough where I I want to play it because I'm like he should really do it. When you think about, he has the rebounding matchup. You know he's mm-hmm. going to be able to score on the inside, and you're missing two, two of your ball dominant ball hog. Like we can just go ahead and say it. Basically, ball hog players. They're out yeah. of this game, so you're going to expect the ball to to move around a lot more. And Shangun's probably going to be running the offense at some point. So, yeah, I like triple-double uh, triple double look for Shangun today. Um, point, sorry, his rebounds alone were at 10.5 at minus 130, but points and rebounds are at 30.5 at minus 125. I really okay. like that for Shangun here tonight. Um, all right, anything else for this game? No, no. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Still got four or five more games, four more games to get through. Uh, Warriors in uh, Minnesota here tonight to take on the Timberwolves. Uh, This line opened up in favor of the Golden State Warriors, minus two and a half. That number's been bet up to minus three and a half. Total opened up at 240. That number's been bet down to around 238, 238 and a half. Uh, Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Golden State Warriors, only person or player that will be out for this game is Iggy. Uh, Minnesota's um, injury report, I'm sorry. Uh, Rudy Gobert is questionable here tonight, and Torian Prince is also questionable here tonight. Both guys are dealing um, 
left ankle sprain for its prince, and then right Gorn soreness for Rudy Gobert. Um, seems like a short number to me here for the Golden State Warriors. I know they are going to be in a back-to-back situation where they do play the Denver Nuggets tomorrow. Um, but three and a half right now as a road favorite against the Minnesota Timberwolves. What are you thinking about this game here, uh, Terrell? Yeah, I'm here going with the Warriors. Warriors, I I said it, and I was telling people to buy low on them on the road. Like, they're is getting to the point where they're disrespecting the line a little bit. You think that this Warriors team would be laying a lot more points against Minnesota, uh, especially when they played San Antonio. What was the other road game that they just had? That basically uh, okay. See on Monday. Okay. See, and so yeah. yeah, so the books know that the Warriors are struggling on the road, and they've been favorable of the line to the opponent, but. The Warriors know they struggle. The Warriors know they have to adjust. They know that they're in a good position to be, what, fifth in the West right now? Yeah. And they are like, what, six and 16, something like that on the road? Uh, Straight up? Let's yeah. see. Yeah, I know they were struggling early on in the season, but... it was They are nine and 15. So okay. nine and 15 on the road, and that's with the recent success, and that's still not good. So now they're digging themselves out that hole. I expect them to come out here with some intensity, especially now when they're going into Minnesota. A little bit of history between these two teams with the D'Lo, Andrew Wiggins trade, Minnesota, bottom three team in ter- terms of trading in the league in the past 10 years or so. So, and Rudy Gobert really knocked them down a lot. Though they might be the worst team with the Rudy Gobert trade recently. So, yeah, I like I like Golden State in this spot. I know it's a questionable uh with them on the road. Oh wait, no, that 9 and 15 was off. That was that wasn't Golden State. 7 and 18 straight up. Yeah, 7 and 18. There we go. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think that this is a good spot for Golden State. Yeah, they're on the road. I, like I said, I think they're going on a run. Like I think they're going on a run, and yeah. we're going to look up in a week or two, and they're going to be third place. Yeah, shout out to KC. She's the she's a huge Warriors <clears throat> fan, and she follows this team, you know, every single game, and even in the press conferences. And and you know, she mentioned that Curry. Um, came out and, and said, I'm paraphrasing here, that they need to stack up some wins here. And now they're two yeah. games above 500. Draymond said the same thing. Uh, yeah. Draymond said the same thing on his podcast. He's like, yo, we understand we've been bad on the road, but the fact yeah. that we've been so bad on the road and we're still looking at where we're at in the West, we're excited. And now we're getting those, those young guys to understand that, hey, things that we get away with at home, we're not going to get away with on the road. Like we yeah. haven't been able to get away with those things. So we have to change our mentality of how we play on the road to mm-hmm. not playing how we play at home. And it's been a difference for them. They've won what three of the last four road games they have. Yep. Yeah. Let me double check that. Uh, let's see. Okay. See, and then they won against Cleveland, lost that game against Boston, won against Washington. So three mm-hmm. of the last yeah. four. Uh, four of the last six. Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you, man. I thought this number was short. I saw this number last night. I already, I already picked it off. I think it was at three. Um, mm-hmm. but or was it? I think it was two and a half. I'll have to double check what I got. But whatever. I mean, and yeah, the game officially got postponed, like they said for the Detroit game. But um, yeah, I, I think when you're when your leaders of this team come out and say that we need to start stacking up wins. When Curry and Draymond Green are both saying that, 
um that's some that's a, as a team that you want to get behind right and we saw early in the season where they were just absolutely just struggling on the road um and mm-hmm. now like you mentioned you kind of went through their schedule how they're they're playing well and and we saw against okc that they came out in that first half they, they especially that first quarter where they they were able to give fits that to that to to their offense of the thunder thunder didn't make him a game in the second half but you know eventually the warriors did pull away and they got the victory there but um i think that this is going to be a little too much for the uh, minnesota timberwolves to handle here tonight at minus three and a half i think the warriors can get this done by double digits here tonight uh total in the game right now sitting at 238 and a half i will mention this and something that i have been backing golden state warriors on exactly one day of rest have been a cash cow towards the over 17, six and two to the over on one days of rest. That's at close to 74%. And then mm-hmm. we know how good they are on the road. As far as the total goes 18, five and one towards the over in road games, nine, one and one to the over as road favorites here, uh, Terrell. So I'm on the over here, probably Warriors team total over. What do you like about the total? <clears throat> Yeah, I I like the over. I like the over. I think that it's going to be a quicker paced game. Anthony Edwards gets up for this spot as well, so I like Anthony Edwards today. But I think it'll be a quicker paced game. I think that the Wolves are not going to back down in this game at all. So the line, I think, is spot on. I think the Wolves are going to be competitive for a little bit, but I just think that in that second half, Golden State is going to do what they normally do, and the Wolves are going to do what they normally do, and Golden State is going to pull away, and the Wolves are going to find a way to blow it. So uh, I like the over here. I think that we'll see some points. And, I mean, we got to give Rudy Gobert a look if he plays, right? For his rebounds and assists. I'm sorry, rebounds and points and rebounds. Yeah, I would look at it that way. Uh, Let me see if they have his. I'm concerned. I think I want to back the – maybe back the rebounds and not the points. But makes sense. while you're looking at it, I'm going to just read down his game log uh, against the Warriors. And he's only got one game with Minnesota, 9 and 10. And so that's why I'm like, maybe we want to fade him. But if you go back to Utah, 14 and 20, 12 and 18, 20 and 19, 10 and 15, 24, 28, like it goes, the list goes on. Just reading down the rebounds after that, 14, 15, 15, 19, 20, uh, no, 14, 16, 15. Mm-hmm. And it's because he's got the size and the Warriors play small. And they're playing small right now with Draymond at the five but they can run him off the court oh my gosh they can run him off the court that's why i'm i'm concerned i think people are gonna back rudy gobert today and i think he might fold because he might not be playable in this line against this death lineup he might not be playing yeah yeah and again they, they've been putting the death lineup out there right with jordan Poole in that starting lineup and, and going wiggins curry uh thompson draymond with those five and and It'll be interesting to see if I know he's questionable on the injury report right now, uh, but we'll see if he ends up in his playing playing in this game and how if I think you kind of Curry, don't want him to play. Sorry, I think you don't Curry. want him to play. Yeah, I'm, if I'm the, the Warriors, offense is better stay, without him. Yeah, especially against Golden State. Like I just, yeah. it's a bad matchup for. Yeah, or if you start him, like you got then Looney has to start, right? I mean, maybe. Like, do you feel? Yeah, he's going to get rebounds, but if you were running him off the court, he can't get back on defense quick enough and you're killing him in transition, like, yeah. and you're gassing him out? I mean, I don't know. Rudy Gobert is a big toss-up for me today. I think 
I'm curious on how many of how much of the public is betting on Rudy Gobert today because I think it is a possibility that this looks closer. It's about to that first game in Minnesota where he had nine points and ten rebounds, and for Rudy Gobert, that is a very subpar game. Yeah, that game ended up uh, 137-114 in Minnesota. Uh, Warriors in that first quarter put up thir- 47 points uh, against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves in that game. And like you mentioned, the pace should be high in this game. Both teams are top seven uh, a season long as far as pace goes. Warriors down number one, Minnesota at number seven as far as pace goes. So I, I, feel, com- I feel comfortable about fate and Rudy's points. At 14 and a half, I feel comfortable about fading his points. I'm not sure if I can get there on the rebounds, but I feel comfortable about fading the points. He's he hasn't he hasn't hit 15 points against this team only once in the past five games. He's played them. Like I I don't think he's gonna be able to score. I just what's his rebounds at? 12 and a half. Hmm. Okay. All right. It's uh, like he so should get there. He really should get there. He should, right? But <laughs> there's so many ways that Rudy Gobert could finish this game with like 20 minutes played. Like there's yeah. so many ways that can actually happen. Yeah. Um, uh, any other player props outside of Rudy Gobert you're looking at? Uh, yeah, I talked about Anthony Edwards. I like yeah. him getting up for a team, playing a team. We like the points, so we got to play Kyle Anderson over four and a half assists, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, been, uh, that's been catching. Yeah, he's been running the offense. Like, it's not D'Angelo Russell. And D'Lo may even get up for this game. So if I have Anthony Edwards and D'Lo on opposite sides of Kyle Anderson and both of them probably can go up here, try to have a pretty decent game. I think Kyle Anderson should really walk out of here with more than five assists. Triple doubles could be triple doubles could be really, really big today because if you sat here and told me, Hey, I'm sprinkling on Kyle Anderson. I'd be like, all right. Like, especially if Rudy Gobert is (laughs) out. All right. Like, yeah. Uh, trying to pull up Delo's numbers against the Warriors. Um, man, nothing really sticking out as much. Uh, he did have a twenty-two point game last year, but other than that, it's kind I of. I think I bet him on. I think I bet him. I think I remember that game because I had him for twenty-five that game, and he had twenty-two. I was kind of pissed. Yeah, let me see Anthony Edwards. Um, yeah, he's at twenty-six, twenty-seven. Had a game where he had nine, but then he had a game of forty-eight. 25, 25, and then 15. Um, yeah, that was the one where he said, hey, don't let me get food. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Uh, his points tonight are sitting at Anthony Edwards, 28 and a half here tonight. I don't know about all that. Um, Clay Thompson threes is something I might be looking at. He's had great success shooting the ball against. The Timberwolves, um, his number is at four and a half, but he's knocked down five in each of the two last matchups against this um, Wolves team. So at plus money, I kind of do like that. Let's fucking go! Brianna Stewart to the New York Liberty! Let's go! Breaking news on the NBA Gambling Podcast. Oh, Scott, we got to drop an episode. Hell fucking yeah. Hell yeah. Oh! What else they pick up in the offseason? They got uh, Jaquel Jones. They just traded yeah. for Jaquel Jones. Yep. Lib- hey, I hope y'all, I hope people listen to me and got their Liberty tickets early. That's all I'm saying. I hope they listen and got the Liberty tickets early. Now, now is when you buy back on the Aces because the Aces are going to drop a little bit because that Liberty team, it's going to be Liberty and Aces all season. That's going to be the teams to watch. Oh, man. Hell fucking yeah. Liberty Biberty. I'm trying to look it up right now if I can. Get that number in as you're talking. <laughs> uh, Hell, all right, uh, yeah. 
Anything else for this game, Terrell? Oh, no, no. Man, do we even oh, – we got to finish this slate. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got it. We're, we're, we're oh, yeah. behind today. We've been distracted a little bit. Uh, all right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Kings and the Spurs, Sacramento in San Antonio here tonight. Take on the Spurs. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, uh, Sacramento opened up as a 7.5-point favorite. That number has pretty much stayed the course at 7.5. Uh, sorry, the total opened up at 244. That number's pretty much say the course at 244. Do see some 243 and a halves out there as well. Injury report, uh, for the Sacramento Kings. I do not see one listed here. Okay, that's weird. Uh, for the Spurs, uh, usual suspects are out. Devin Vassell, uh, Josh Richardson is probable here tonight. Uh, Romeo Langford, questionable. And that is pretty much it. Um, Terrell, let's start with the side here. Minus seven and a half in favor of the Sacramento Kings in San Antonio tonight. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, t- I'm laying the points with the Kings, man. <laughs> I'm not I'm not playing with the Spurs no more, man. I I'm tired of it. I'm not playing with the Spurs no more, man. I'm done with them. I'm laying the points with the Kings here. Kings been really, really good on the road as a favorite this season. They are now sitting at what is it, six and one? Mm-hmm. Six and two. Six and two as a road favorite this season. Yeah, after that one and one stretch with uh with Minnesota. They moved to six and two as a road favorite. Very, very good on the road as in general. Uh 14 and 8 on the road overall. Spurs team going downhill really, really fast. I expect Sabonis to have a really big day. Uh, we were talking about triple doubles, and Nick put in chat. Sabonis is definitely another play. He's three to one, but that's like Jokic being well. Jokic is now into even money territory, basically. But yeah, like he's just somebody you should expect to see him to have a lot of assist opportunities. With how bad the San Antonio team is on defense. Sacramento's for real, man. Sacramento's for real, and they're not just going out of nowhere. They're trying to end the drought. They are trying to end the drought. So, yeah, I like Sacramento in this game, later points. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned a 6-2 and two as road favorites. I think that, that kind of sticks out to you, right? And I think this is a second, no, third matchup already the season between these two teams. Um, and Sacramento has won both of those handily, 131-12 and then 132-119, both double-digit victories. Um, last matchup was back on January 15th, uh, mid, uh, mid month, uh, where they scored, uh, sorry, they won that game by 13. Um, probably just take King, King's team total in this game. As far as the total goes, we have any thoughts on the full game total here, Terrell sitting at 244. Uh, I mean, is it, is it just over? It's just over and no play. Yeah, it's isn't probably. It? Yeah. Especially with how fast these two teams like to get up and down the court. I know Sacramento, at least season long, um, I mean, they're both top 10 in pace. Let me start with that. Sacramento is up to number 10 now, and San Antonio's at number 9. But again, we've mm-hmm. talked about how bad defensively the San Antonio team has been all season long. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, and again, points in the paint allowed, Sacramento number 28, San Antonio dead last. So. Expect a big night here, like you mentioned, uh, and like Jake mentioned as well for Sabonis here tonight. Um, any other player props you like in this game? Uh, yeah, I think I'm just gonna ride Sabonis. Like I'm, I'm not gonna 
pause. <laughs> but I think that I'm just gonna, you know, back Sabonis here. And went over just the thing. fact that <laughs> and just the fact that, you know, he he has a good matchup. He has a plus matchup. He should have opportunities for rebounds. He should have opportunities to assist. He should be able to score on the inside inside the paint against Spurs who don't have really in any rim protection at all. Uh points, rebounds, and assists, points and rebounds, I'm also bonus. Yeah, he had last game uh, in January, 18 points, 18 rebounds, and eight assists in that game. I was like, who the hell's been scoring all the points in? Harrison Barnes, 29 points in that game. Um, And in the prior matchup, it was Harrison Barnes again. Or let me see. Um, Yeah, Darren Fox had 28 in that game. What we like more, Kings team total over or the full game total over? (sighs) Ah. 126 is a lot, but yeah, I, this Kings team, let's see here. Last five. I'll, I'll say this while you look that up. Um, last two games, at least this season, 131-12, so that fell under the total, and then 132-119. I may pivot to a first half over. I think mm-hmm. it's come out just playing with pace in the first half. Yeah, first I think I like that. Half. I think I like that as the best play. Yeah, I'll probably go first half uh, First half over there, Jake. Uh, for so, C. <laughs> he asked A or B. We pick C. Yeah, we pick C. Uh, all right. Anything else for this game, Tro? Uh, no. Now let's go. All right. Uh, two games left on the schedule. Let's head to the West Coast. The Toronto Raptors are in Utah here tonight. Oh, to I'll do this on. one quick. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Toronto yeah, go ahead. plus three. Toronto plus uh, three. Yeah. Yeah. That's quick. I mean, it's, it's super quick. No. Nah, so I will give you this. Utah has been able to get it done as a favorite recently. Mm-hmm. And I think it was against, against Portland. They yeah. it was against Dallas. So, uh, okay. so and granted, they only got about one point in that game <laughs> with no Luca. It was only one point. So let's not give them let's not give them too too much. But they they were able to get it done there. They got it done against Charlotte. They didn't get it done against Portland as a uh, underdog. So that's three in a row. It's about the time when you get up from the table. If you're at the blackjack table, think is you lost three hands in a row like that after a heater. It's probably about time to get up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ride out one more time <laughs> and see if see if our good luck comes back into fortune. And then if it doesn't, then I mean we're still up like a million, kajillion, billion, trillion, billion units. So it was a good it was a good trend, and all trends have to end at some point. So I'll take it one more one more time because I like Toronto, and even though Toronto struggled on the road. They're scrappy. They've been really scrappy, and they've been had a pretty decent road trip coming out to the West Coast. So I'll back in one more time with Toronto here, and if it doesn't work this one well, it was a great trend, and I appreciate Utah for the memories. Yeah, they're in the midst of a, a seven-game road trip. This is the fifth game of that road trip in Utah here tonight, and they finish it up with Houston on Friday, and then they go to Memphis on Sunday to wrap up their road trip. So Seven is um, a long road trip. Yeah, uh, especially, yeah, I mean, going to the West Coast, they had Sacramento, Golden State, Portland, Phoenix, and now Utah here tonight. So um, I, I, I really do like uh, Toronto here tonight to bounce back. I just think that I think there's matchups that they can exploit in this game. I know that maybe Walker Kessler and mm-hmm. Mark didn't have a big night on the boards, but the one player that they've kind of stuck into the starting lineup that has been really getting rebounds for them has been Precious Achua. Um, last three games since um, uh, Ananobi has has left with injury, he's had 11 rebounds, 13 and 12. So, yeah, um, 
I want to see if that number is out yet uh, for his player prop. But why don't you uh, touch on the total here before we get into player props? Yeah, no, I like to choose threes as well. I like okay. his, I like him to go threes wild, happy in this game as well. But uh, total, I'm actually kind of concerned because if Toronto wins, I think it does go under. Okay, but it's not too many times you hear me uh, out here saying let's take a Jazz under, but. I think that more often than not, if Toronto gets this win, gets the cover, it probably came from them having really good defense and either the Jazz were able to turn it on late, eke out a win, or Toronto kept it up for the whole game. So I think here I'm going to go with an under in the Jazz spot. Under has been three of the last five for Utah. Okay. And I just expect uh, to see Toronto play a little bit higher level defense in this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really don't have a, a- – on, on the uh on the total here um i'll lean with the under with you i mean no, nothing really there for me but uh touching on uh, chua like you talked about uh he's had a double double in three straight games i see that at plus 120 for here tonight rebounds are at eight and a half at minus 140 but i think at that point you probably just want to play the double double for him yeah um, he's had a double double in four of the last five games and again he's playing the minutes now uh, being that starting rotation for the Toronto Raptors. So I'll play the double-double at plus 120 for him. Do uh, you have any player props that you do like here, Terrell? Uh, I'm I'm back on Laurie still. I think Laurie has a mismatch. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I think without Ananobi, I mean, I'm sure Scotty's going to try to do his best, maybe Pascal, but Laurie can shoot over the top of both of them. I think without OG, Laurie has a great matchup to just go off. And if we're talking about guys that can come out here and give you 40 today, I'm I'm throwing Laurie's name in the buck, in the hat, especially after last night. If Laurie watched the, the nationally televised game last night, Jamal Crawford was trying to play him a little bit like, Hey, it's some guys that got 40 last month that I don't think can get 40 in the playoffs. And they asked about Laurie, and he tried not to throw his name under the bus, but everybody knew he was talking about Laurie. He was like, is he going to give you 40 in the playoffs? He's going to give you 40 in the playoffs. So if Laurie watched that last night, he might try to give you another 40 today. I'm not going to hold you. Yeah, and again, Laurie's just been chugging along. I know we've we've talked about him earlier this season where he was just absolutely on a tear, but he hasn't slowed down. He had 29 in the last game against the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, he, I don't know what most improved. Is he's a favorite right now? But he's talking about like criteria. He's got. I mean, he's got to be like minus five hundred or minus six. Like he's got to be a heavy favorite. I don't. I don't think I know anybody else that is even close to what he's doing for as long as he's been doing it this season. Minus one fifty. I think that's. I think. I mean, it's a two horse race. It's it's Laurie at minus one fifty and SGA at plus one thirty right now. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but let me see. How do and then, they? And then it falls down to Brunson twenty to one, uh, Shane Goon to twenty five to one. I'm trying to figure out how vo- voters are going to give SGA something. I'm just trying well, to figure out. So is it an All Pro? Is he get an All Pro spot? Look, we know that SGA is going to make the All Star game, right? And I think the one thing that's been but Lori's going to make it too. Yeah, Lori's going to replace Zion. I'm so confident that Lori's replacing Zion. If I could yeah. bet it, I would. I feel very confident Lori's going to replace Zion. Yeah, I'm not going to argue against that. Um, all right, anything else for this game before we get to the last one? Man, I'm really con- – man, I don't know. Getting Shea at plus money is – maybe? I don't know. Man, that's really good. <laughs> but it's like I, – I don't know. I just feel like giving Shea – but what else can you most give him, improved. Like, I, yeah, I don't know what else you can give him, but I feel like giving him most improved is like giving Ja most improved, but they just gave Ja most improved. 
Like we knew Shea could do this. Yeah. He that, that just, hasn't been you know, healthy that he's, he's yeah, he hasn't been healthy. We knew Shea could play at this level. Like, this is not a surprise to me as somebody who's been backing him for I think two seasons now. Like, but yeah. Lori is like, dog, Lori came out there. I don't know. Maybe we might have to take Shea plus money. I, I I was bought in on Lori, but it might have to take Shea plus money there. All right, let's yeah. go on. Last All right, game. last game of the night. Let's go over to Phoenix. Uh, Atlanta is in town to take on the Phoenix Suns here tonight. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Phoenix Suns, minus one and a half. That number has pretty much stayed the course. Uh, total opened up at 231 and a half. Uh, again, that has also pretty much stayed the course. I do see some 232s out there uh, for the total. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Atlanta Hawks, uh, Trey Young is probable here tonight with the right ankle soreness. For the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, I think they said he's going to, I just saw a note that he may be returning uh, later this week. Um, Cam, uh, campaign is going to be out for an extended amount of time. Josh Okogi is available here tonight for the Phoenix Suns. Um, Phoenix, with the return of CP3, they've really turned around. I know they were in a slump when they were dealing with so many injuries with this team. Uh-huh. Uh, but now that CP3 has been back for this team, they are sitting at 19-8 and eight at home. Uh, they have won, let's see, was it five out of the last six games? Uh, hasn't been against maybe the greatest competition, but they do have some impressive wins in there against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies on their home floor. They also were able to beat the Brooklyn Nets as well. I know that was without Kevin Durant, but tonight they host the Atlanta Hawks as a one-and-a-half point a home favorite here, Terrell. What are you thinking about this game? Kind of concerned this line came down half a point. Uh, it's a lot of people betting Atlanta. Not really sure, but I mean Atlanta's. I mean Atlanta's been playing better ball, but I don't know. I'm I'm not taking Atlanta on the road. Like I'm just not backing Atlanta on the road. It's too many times that Atlanta has struck, like absolutely killed me on the road. Uh, a little bit better this season, 12 and 15 straight up and against the spread. Still, you know, losing money on that. We're in the Valley. Sun's been playing a lot better. I mean, there was a good point in time where the Connecticut Sun were a better team than the Phoenix Suns this season. So, I, yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead. And I think it's probably because Trey is probable. And mm-hmm. that's maybe that's where the line movement came in at. But I'm going to back Phoenix here. I think Phoenix has more than enough what it takes to – get a win against a Atlanta team that, again, having a lot of struggles shooting the basketball, like just pure yeah. shooting and going out there and shooting a good percentage night in, night out. They have issues doing that. And if you have a lot of misses against Phoenix, if you allow Phoenix to get out and transition and add a lot of points that way, then they're really, really going to kill you. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take Phoenix here. Yeah, I'm gonna take Phoenix first quarter in this game. I'm uh, I'm gonna uh, they they've been cashing for me ever since CB3 has returned. Um, full game for them as well here. Uh, you mentioned the numbers for the Atlanta Hawks on the road uh, so far this season. They've been pretty good as or not pretty good, but they have an above 500 ATS record as road underdogs nine eight and one. But overall 12 14 and one. Um, and Phoenix, you know, again, they've gotten guys back. Cam Johnson, CP3. Um, and they've, they starting to look like that Phoenix team, obviously no David Booker yet. And like I mentioned, he'll be back later this week, but, um, at home, this team has been really good against the spread 16, 11 at home, but they're 13 and eight at home, uh, as home favorite. So, um, I'll lay the minus one and a half here with the Phoenix suns. Uh, any thoughts on the total here, Terrell, which is at what's a two thirty two? Did I mention? Yeah. 
Uh, I'm yeah, under. Okay. I'm all under. I think right. the inconsistency for Atlanta would be on the road and just a lot of inconsistency with the Suns and how their offense yeah. is. Uh, I, I don't I don't want to trust these two teams to get this amount of points. Yeah, I know I that it went I think I think this is a good buy low spot with the the shift in the line and now we're getting it over two thirty. I think this is a good buy low spot. Yeah, you've talked a lot about the non conference overs, but it's like a tale of uh uh tale of two sides here. Atlanta twelve and five towards the over non conference games, but Phoenix is is the best towards the under at twelve and six. Um so not much for me there. But yeah, that's um, not a that's not one that I would want to play. I'd rather yeah. play the Toronto and Utah one before I play that one. Yeah, I'd lean. Uh, I'd I would lean with the first half over, and I think it probably slows down a little bit in the second half. So, but full game, I would probably uh, lean with the under in this game as well. Uh, not going to be playing it, but I would take the under. Uh, player props in this game, your drawing thing that you like. I, uh, eight and eight and rebounds. Mm-hmm. I, he's going to have opportunity if Atlanta comes out here and just starts breaking the basketball as they can do. He's going to have plenty of opportunities. And just thinking about that, what was it the uh, Dallas game where mm-hmm. they were getting misses and he was getting uncontested rebounds. Like I know he had a matchup matchup advantage, but it was just uncontested for him. Like there was nobody around him. And I think that this is uh, something that he can have. Yeah, Clint Capello is going to give him more work for his money, but I think that with the amount of misses that we should probably see in this game, he should have a lot of opportunity to get over his rebounds. Probably. Yeah, I was actually looking at the other center, like you just mentioned, Clint Capello in this game for his rebound. Yeah, I think both of them are good. I think yeah, both of them are good as well. Uh, last two matchups, um, he's had 12 and 13. He had a 10 rebound game in there as well, but 16, 16, 10, 13, 11. So I think, yeah, both these guys should be able to uh, clear up the glass here tonight. Um, as far as player props, anything else as far as player props? Uh, are we still on Chris Ball? We're still back on Chris Ball. It's been crazy. Yeah, I think you kind of have to, right? Because the usage and how he commands the offense you probably have to he's trying to work them out of this hole like you can you can tell the urgency that they're playing now like they're trying to get out of this hole before Devin Booker comes back yeah last five games 21.6 points per game 10.4 rebound sorry uh, assists per game for uh, CP3 Uh, and he's had a couple of uh, 20 plus point games throughout the last five games assist he's had double digit assist in four of the last five games he fell one assist short in his last game. So maybe if you want to look at Chris Paul double double, um, that might be worth a look here tonight as well. Um, let's see if I can pull that up before we get into our lock and dog. Um player combos, double double. Chris Paul is at oh, it's at minus one thirty. So there the books have already adjusted at that point. All right. Uh anything else? No, I'm good. All right, let's close out the show strong here, Terrell. Let's get into our lock and dog for tonight. Uh, lead it off here with my lock. Um, let's see. I mean, is it that easy? Should I just I'm just going to lay it? I'm going to lay the points with the Warriors here tonight. Okay. Minus three and a half. Um we talked about how Steph Curry, Draymond Green came out and said they need to start stacking up wins here. It's against a Western Conference opponent. They're starting to turn around on the road. Defensively, they have been better. Um, and we talked about the the matchup uh, nightmare that Rudy Gobert may have, where if Warriors are pushing the pace, that it's going to probably you know get them off the floor 
Well, we'll see you um, again. Defensively, I, I'm not a believer in this Minnesota a Timberwolves team, especially when you have the amount of shooters and the guys that can finish around the basket uh, for this Warriors team. I don't know. I need. I don't need to talk about how good this offense is for the Warriors. But at this number at three and a half, I, I will take the uh, Warriors as my lock here tonight. For my dog, um, let's see. There was a double double that I liked here for tonight. Um, let's see. Jason Tatum was the one I liked at plus one forty. Yeah, let's go Jason Tatum. Uh, All right, let's go Jason Tatum. Uh, Uh Double-double plus 140 here tonight. Uh, Two games a season against the um, Nets. He's done it. He's at 20-plus points and uh, 10-plus rebounds. Uh, I think that he has another big game here tonight. uh, After Really, he kind of did struggle in that game against the Lakers, but I think he should be able to bounce back here tonight uh, against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. I'll take his double-double at plus 140. Also do like Precious Achua at plus 120 as well on his double-double. So, um, yeah, a couple of double-double player props as my dog here for tonight. All right, Terrell, what do you got for your lock-in dog? All right, for my lock, let's go with Philly. Minus five and a half in the first half. Orlando three and seven last ten on the road in the first half one and four uh, in the last five Philly respectable six and four last ten three and two last five two and one last three like they they're they're pretty good at, at home I expect them to come out with a lot more urgency getting that lost against Orlando in the beginning uh, in the first game of this back to back set and so I think that they come out a lot more urgency. They bury and bury Orlando in the first half. So I'll take Philly minus five and a half in the first half for my dog. I mean, come on, Massachusetts just went online. Everybody and their mother is betting Boston. Like everybody, an entire state is betting Boston tonight against the Nets team that they dominated, absolutely dominated the last few times they played. And it's no Kevin Durant. Everybody's going to take Boston. Everybody thinks Boston is the play. I'm going contrarian. Give me the Nets plus three ten on the money line. Ooh, I like it. Um, yeah. Again, we talked about how good this Nets team is playing, especially defensively, right? So I, I think that again, there is a possibility that they do pull off the upset here tonight as a nine point underdog. Uh, all right. So that will do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, Terrell and I think Delonta will be here tomorrow to cover the Thursday games for you. Uh, Terrell, anything else we need to mention before we get out of here, my man? No, no. Um, man, I don't even. I I don't even know. We we have so much. Tap into the NFL Gambling Podcast. Got an episode. I'm recording episode with Scott later. And we're rolling to Super Bowl. We're about to have a whole bunch of Super Bowl content. I'm yep. telling you, we're I'm about to get off this line, and we're recording a WNBA episode. So that's coming. Check out WNBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, you know, stay here. College football, college basketball experience. Check them out. I was up there last night to you know talk a little shit. My VCU Rams got a good win, so they uh, I appreciated that. But yes, Liberty 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 got so much to talk about. Really big things coming down the pipeline. So just tap into the network. Terrell's been distracted ever since the Brianna Stewart news came. Nah, because I'm waiting for Courtney Vandersloot to just go ahead and say she's coming. Like we're about to yeah. have 
this trifecta well really that's like that's gonna be like the, the sky right huh yeah yeah, yeah. so now she's got we gotta have See, another ball handler with yeah. uh with Sabrina Yonescu. And Sabrina's yeah. so good off ball. She's so good off ball. So if we get Courtney and Courtney can actually bring the ball up and Sabrina can play off ball, you got John Quill and oh my gosh, bro. Let me stop. Let me get ahead of myself. <laughs> get ahead of myself. Let's let's end this. We we took too long. Yeah, well, look, it's it's been a it's been already February 1st has been a busy day in sports already. It's only 12:41 on the East Coast with Tom Brady retirement, uh, NFL hires, Brianna Stewart now going to the New York Liberty. So strap in, sports never sleep. So again, like Terrell mentioned, just do yourself a favor. Just download the SGPN app. You get all the content for all the pods that are happening across the network and all the uh, breaking news that does happen in sports. We are always going to cover it. Like I, uh, like uh, Terrell mentioned, uh, NFL Gambling Podcast, uh, Scott and Terrell will be doing an off-season pod with all the hires, and we'll also have Super Bowl content coming up uh through the weekend, and then, of course, next week leading up to the Super Bowl. All right, make sure to follow uh, Terrell on Twitter at reallyrail underscore underscore. Follow me on Twitter at sportsnerd824. Make sure to follow the Twitter uh, account for the NBA Gambling Podcast at SGPNNBA. Before you guys, guys get out of here, do us a favor, hit us at that like button over here on the stream on YouTube, and subscribe. You guys know when we go live for the NBA Gambling Podcast. All right, good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, get it, get it, get it.